Hey everyone, this is Tim and you're listening to the first ever podcast of Grieve Until You Breathe. I just first of all want to thank everyone for uh, even taking the time to listen to my podcast, to uh, sit down and to just take note of everything. I, I'm really appreciative of, of it. I've wanted to start a podcast forever and kept uh, putting it off and putting it off. But uh, life circumstances come up and I felt that, you know, no matter what I do or, you know, someone out there can benefit from this information uh, to help them from whatever they're going through. So hopefully uh, going through this together, listening to these stories, listening to each of these episodes is going to be help you to maybe overcome something that you're going through is going to make you feel better because we're all in this together and not one person out there, you know, is going through something that I many people have experienced. So that's the reason behind grieve until you breathe. And uh, for me personally, this first episode is going to be about uh, my brother, Brian. Uh, Brian was uh, my big brother. Uh, we were three years apart, and uh, he unfortunately died when I was uh, 16. He was a 19-year-old, and uh, he got killed in a motorcycle accident. Now, I'm prefacing this um, just because so many times, you know, when when we're grieving, a lot of times we don't take into account what we're going through, and that was the reason behind calling this or naming it Grieve Until You Breathe. Because we've all gone through something, um, no matter what it is in life, you may have not have had, you know, you have met, you may have not have lost anyone to you just yet. And I hope, you know, and it's, it's going to happen one day and maybe these episodes will be able to help you out to be able to get past that. But grieving, that's one of the most natural and the uh, process that sometimes people forget about because they don't address their feelings and they're scared to talk about them. But all that does is it actually um, hinders that process, that grieving process of being able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going through this right now. I need people to help me and I want to talk about it. And many times you don't want to because, you know, you start crying. You want to push it. You want to push it away. You want to push it deep down into your inner person. But you can't do that. Because if you don't take the time to grieve, it's going to come back later and it's really going to hurt you. And it's going to hurt those around you. So the best thing that you can do is grieve no matter how long it takes until you can take those first steps until you can breathe. And that's part of what this podcast is, is to uh, see how people, no matter what they went through as they were grieving, how long it took them, how they were able to overcome it, and then how they were able to breathe again, how they were able to overcome it, continue on with life. And though it's still there and though they think about that person or the things that happened to them in the past, they're able to make sure and they're able to proceed on and they're able to have that strength, that perseverance and to continue on with their life because it's not easy. Um, Going back to my, my brother, oh man, he was... Big man, big guy, uh, six six eleven. I say six eleven, but uh, you know my my mom, my dad, and my sister, my wife. I think they say that he was six eight. So you know we'll agree to we'll agree to disagree or we'll compromise and say he was six nine. And you know before my brother died, you know we were just getting to that phase. You know I was always the little brother who wanted to tag along, and you know when I was sixteen, it felt like we were you know finally starting. We were finally becoming friends and. Um, I remember that day 
you know, like it was yesterday. Everyone, everyone always says that. But uh, remember, I was uh, in English class, Mr. Also. That's that's the class that we had. And, you know, day starts like any other. And uh, as we're there at my high school, we had it was on a Wednesday and it was a late start, you know, for people to be able to come in, to be able to get help. And I remember sitting in my classroom and my uh, sister at the time was like, hey, I'm, I'm coming to pick you up. You know, Brian got into an accident. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, that's, you know, is he fine? She's like, yeah, he's fine. You know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. And so I remember her coming and she's picking me up and, you know, we're laughing as, and joking as we get there. And we finally pull up to the hospital. And uh, it, it was at this time where, you know, <laughs> everything changes your life. And the person that I was before that, you know, you don't know that at that time it's going to change who you are forever. And so me and my sister were walking up, um, you know, with with my mom, we had picked her up to go see how he was doing. And I remember seeing my dad walking towards us and he had his head down. So I really couldn't see his face. And then he looked up. He was crying and sitting there you know i was like oh wow this this must be this must be really bad and then i remember looking looking at his eyes and it just seemed like the person that he was that that strong you know your dad's always one of the most powerful people it just seemed like a part of his soul was gone at that time and he looked at us and he just said you know he's gone and with every single person, it, it doesn't hit you. And you're like, wait, well, I mean, well, well, what do you what do you mean he's gone? And so my dad kind of just started crying. And, you know, that that humping shoulder where your chest is going up and down. And we all just kind of fell to the ground. And I remember my, you know, my mom, you know, she she's crying, you know, she's screaming. No, this, you know, this, this can't be. And I just I just sat there and. You know, you, you walk into the hospital and you see what's going on and you ask if you can go back there. And when, when someone dies, it, it's and, and they're your they're your close, they're your close person, they're your they're your close sibling. And we I had just talked to my brother the day before, you know, we were talking about what we were going to do. You know, he you know, he had been going through some ups and downs in life. And he had said, like, you know, I'm, I'm finally I'm finally figuring it out. And, you know, this is these are the things that I'm going to be doing. And he was ready. And I was so excited to see those changes, you know, even being a bright, you know, a 16 year old kid just sitting there. I was excited for that to see what he was going to do. And even, even now, when I think about everything that happened, going into that room and seeing everything, his his leg was broken and him hooked up to a ventilator, but to see him, but not to be able to talk with him, you know, I, I kind of trust like, hey, man, wake up. But, you know, you know, we know that that's not going to happen. And that was, I think, one of the hardest periods of time for me to have to accept that your brother is gone. And even now when I see brothers together and doing stuff, it just hurts because you want to be able to do those same things and you want to be able to have that same type of relationship that you see other brothers have, 
and you know you get your friends that are close but it's it's just not the same and you know every everyone knows that because there's nothing quite like your brother or your family members that are there to help you and you know being a 16 year old i you know i didn't get the proper time to grieve which is pretty much why i named this podcast grieve until you breathe um it took me many many years to try to to try to breathe but that person, that young kid that I was, was gone. Um, you know, for better or for worse, it changed who I was as an individual. And it wasn't that I had to, I had to grow up at that time. You know, my, my dad, the things that he went through and seeing, you know, your dad, a grown man, just constantly, you know, crying and uh, sitting there having to just go to sleep and then wake up and then crying throughout the day that's that's some stuff that's some tough stuff so i felt at that time that i needed to be the rock for everyone so whenever people were grieving whenever they were going through stuff i would run over there and i would try to cheer them up or make a joke and you know it would work but then i realized now that all that was was me just trying to push it down like you know he's not really dead you know these things aren't going to happen and I pushed it so far down that it changed. It changed me. Um, I started, you know, acting out a little bit. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't as nice to people after that. I was kind of rude, and I. I wasn't. I wasn't a pleasant person uh, to be around. And I remember one day, I just said, "I'm done," and I just left. I got up, got in my car, and this is. I was about. I was about 19 myself, and I just drove away. And no one knew where I was at. No one knew what I was doing. But when I came back, it, you know, I was talking to my dad. And I'd say that at that time, you know, it felt like no one checked on me. No one checked on me to see how I was doing, to see if I needed anything. And, you know, when these things happen, you do care about the parents because they lost the son. But I felt that you know, hey, I, I I lost a brother and I'm trying to cheer their, cheer up people and be there for them. Why wasn't anyone there for me? Why didn't anyone call and check in on me to see how I was doing? And that hurt so much. And I, you know, I just remembered breaking down and crying uh, in my dad's arm. I was like, why, why didn't anyone think about me? Why didn't anyone check on me? And those feelings still, still come back. They're, they're still here. And it hurts. And that's why whenever I think about someone who's uh, gone through something, uh, whenever I think of someone who has who has lost family members, it affected me uh, a whole, whole lot. And I drew back into myself because that's the only person that you think that can help you. You don't really start to rely on anyone. You don't tell people how you're feeling. You don't let them know, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. And I need some help. And the first thing that we always do is we isolate ourselves because you feel that if no one's going to help you, no one's going to know that no one's going to help you, that no one's going to be there for you to make sure that you're okay. So you have to do it for yourself. So I became someone that I, I didn't like. I relied on myself. I didn't rely on anyone. I didn't ask them for help. And it was to my detriment. You know, it set me back uh, not only socially, set me back mentally, set me back uh, physically, set me back spiritually. All of those things is what had happened. 
And, you know, it took a couple years for me to get out of that phase. And at that same time, I probably hurt some people along the way. But thinking about all of what I went through, I would just, you know, tell people, if you have a loved one that dies, it's okay to not be everyone's rock. It's okay to, you know, be a little bit selfish and make sure that people are there for you because it's a tough time. And the one thing I remember that someone said to me, the one of the things that I remember is that a dear friend said, hey, no matter what happens, you have to make sure that you're okay first. When you take care of yourself, you can then give other people the love that they need. And I had forced myself to be everyone's rock. I had forced myself to push away those tears and be the good person and make everyone happy and make sure that everyone was okay. But it ended up killing me mentally. It ended up killing me on the inside to where I felt that I that no one was there for me. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow when you're a 16 year old and you feel that no one's there for you. And so for anyone that's, you know, going through the the loss of a loss of a loved one, someone that someone that's died, take this time to heal. Take the time to look at yourselves and it's okay to take time to go over those feelings and to be by yourself. But don't get so comfortable being around no one that you forget that people care about you. So grieve, no matter how long it takes you, grieve until you breathe. Until you can take one step without, you know, your chest getting, you know, too tight. Grieve and cry and take as long as you need to. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to overcome it. That's not something that any of us want to hear. But at the end of the day, we do have to pick ourselves up. Our friends help do that. We help do that. Taking the time to just sit there and think about all the things that we go through. It's a, it's a rough time. And so with this podcast... I'll be talking about so many things about, you know, the loss of family, loss of job, um, going through grief of violence, mass shootings, uh, even in, and even ones who have been uh, assaulted and no, no matter what it was. But hearing how they were able to grieve and how long it took them just shows you that you don't have to do it in the next day. You don't have to do it in the next week, but that you can take your time until you feel comfortable. Don't don't go to any don't be on anyone else's timeline. Just be on yours. So I hope this first uh, podcast is something that you enjoy. Um, I hope you can share it with your friends, your family, ones that you may know who are, you know, who are going through this. And it's just to make sure that we're there for each other, that the love that we have, it's not just lost on us. I should, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. not not lost on us, but the love that we have is given to others that need it. That if you can spare some more love, that if you can spare some more care, if you can spare some more time, do it for them because they will need it. They will need it. The people that took the time to, you know, even call 
and just say, hey, I, you know, I heard about this. You know, I'm sorry, even though it wasn't a lot. I still remember each of those conversations. So it has much more of an impact than you think. So grieve until you breathe. Grieve until you can take that first step. And then at the end of the day, when you can do it, you'll be able to overcome those feelings. You'll be able to uh, feel complete again. And it's going to take some time and it's going to take some tears. It's going to take some pain. It's going to take some struggling. But you can definitely do it. You may not have faith in you right now, but everyone around you does. And you'll see that as you do this, as you as you grieve and as you put those pieces together, you're going to be able to come back. You won't be the same person you were before, but you will be a different person who can who can rise up, who can help others. And then you'll be able to see who you are, who you have become, and then you can continue on with your life. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I hope uh, you, I can see you on the next podcast of Grieve Until You Breathe. And please just love, love those around you. Give them hugs. Always say I love you. Uh, because in this uncertain world, we don't know when that last time you could say it in. So I hope everyone has a great night, a great day, no matter where you're at. And look forward to talking with everyone on the next podcast.